So we're talking with Tom Chapman from Consumer Protection this week about wild weather and tendencies. And this is coming after certainly a week of very wild weather, some of the wettest weather we've had in Broome for a long, long time. So, Tom, the wet season is well and truly underway. Who is responsible for what when it comes to fixing storm and rain damage on a rental property? Well, the key question with that, Frankie, is who does it belong to? Whatever it is, is it furniture? Okay, if it's furniture, does it belong to the owner? Was it furnished property? Or is it the tenant's property there? Uh, Same with outdoor sort of things as well. The tenant is going to have to take care of their belongings and possessions, and stuff that belongs to the owner means the owner's probably going to need to fix it there. For example, we've seen this recently in Broome with the intense amount of rain that we had. Uh, Some flooding comes in, you know, just water just flooded up and flooded some properties there so the floors were damaged Uh, the floorboards that floated up that's going to be on the owner to fix that but the couch that the tenant was sitting on that couch belonged to the tenant they're going to need to replace or have insurance for their you know for their couch that's there what about if there are serious damages or um, something dangerous like water got in through the electrics or a roof that might fall in those things are important that they're reported immediately as soon as possible to the property manager or the owner uh, or housing if it's through a housing authority property or Homes West. Stay out of danger until that's assessed. So don't think, oh, I'll, I'll just, if I close that, it might keep it safe. Just stay clear of that, especially if it's things like a roof that might be falling down. We had a, a huge amount of rain in Broome. If it looks like there's water in the roof, there could be quite a lot of it and it could go at any time. So steer clear. There might be some delays. There's only so many electricians that can get out at at any point in time, but making sure that the property manager or owner is notified to get onto it ASAP, they're required to do it within very, very short time frames. If a property is damaged so badly that it can't be lived in, does a landlord have to put a tenant up, say, in a hotel or other accommodation? There's not a, a legal requirement on general landlords or properties on the private rental market for them to rehome you sort of thing. Uh, they don't have to put you up in, in a hotel or accommodation while things are getting fixed, but equally you shouldn't have to pay for a property that you can't live in. So it depends just how bad it is. If it's a couple of days, maybe something can be sorted out, but if it's going to take a couple of months because the whole roof's collapsed and, and fallen in, uh, it might be that the tenancy is terminated because you can't live in a house with no roof sort of thing. So last week we had exceptional levels of rain, but we're still in the middle of the wet season. So when it comes to preparing for things, say, before a cyclone or another big storm, who has the most responsibility? It's really a split responsibility there. The, the tenant needs to take steps to make sure the property is you know, safe and, and not going to cause damage by leaving, you know, say, some outdoor furniture that could blow out if, if we have a cyclone, for example. They need to look after that as as well as their things. With the owner, uh, their responsibility falls to the major sort of stuff, like tree lopping, but it also does extend to preparing the building. You know, so say when there were smaller rains, if a little leak was noticed, the tenant needs to notify the owner there because that little leak with a little rain could be a very, very big leak with the very, very big rain that we've just had. So... The responsibility there is on the tenant to actually notify the owner so that it doesn't become a much, much bigger issue. And then the owner has a responsibility to take action and, and you know, rectify it so that it 
it doesn't cause a big drama later down the track. So following that point about shared responsibility, can a tenant be held responsible for damages caused by wild weather, such as strong winds or flooding? Not unless they're controlling the weather, which I don't think many tenants are doing. They, they shouldn't be held liable for things that weren't their fault. You know, if, if a meteorite were to come and obliterate the house, it's not like the tenant could be held liable, so neither with rain and storms. Where a tenant may have some responsibility, even liability, is if they've contributed to it, so if they didn't report that leak and then that leak meant that a big damage was caused and they knew about it. Also, if, for example, a tenant left a window open with the heavy rain that we had and then because of that window being left open, a whole of rain came in and soaked a wall and caused wall damage, that's where a tenant might be liable. But if, for example, the window's blown out because of the wind or a branch fell on it and smashed it and then rain came in, that's not the tenant's fault, it's, it's outside their control, so they shouldn't be liable. Yeah, okay. And I suppose when you do notify the landlord or agent, it's probably good to have that in writing or at least make a note of when you did make that report and that sort of thing. That's right, doing so by SMS even, even some agencies using messenger services and things like that, otherwise an email. It's important to, to demonstrate that you, you know, you've taken reasonable steps to notify them. It's also puts the ball in the court of the, the owner there. They shouldn't necessarily be thinking, oh, this tenant's reporting everything. It's actually to their benefit, the owner's benefit, that things are reported, then they can be actioned as needed, as opposed to them not knowing, and then their asset being damaged or destroyed because of something that may have been preventable. So if people want to get some advice on their tenancy rights and responsibilities, what's the best way they can contact Consumer Protection? We've got a lot of these questions and uh, FAQ information on our website, the Consumer Protection website, or people can jump on through social media at Consumer Protection Western Australia to ask us or get in touch with us about any issues they have.